Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Tome Travelers, a sci-fi fantasy book club podcast. Uh, to This week, we are talking about Empire of the Vampire. We read books one through five. One through um, four. One through four, yes. On, yeah, we no. stopped on five. Um, and so there is a spoiler warning for up to book five. So, like, we haven't read book five yet, but we are going to after this, and that will be next episode. So... Uh, we'll be discussing um, things like that, so spoiler warning for that. Um, and then we also have an announcement for you all before we get into uh, the book, and that is next month's book is going to be Lies of Locke Lamora by Scott Lynch. And uh, we're actually going to have a special guest with us for next month because... Um, Dylan and Whitson have both read Lies of Locke Lamora, and I have not, and so we figured we should bring someone else in who also hasn't read it, so it can be kind of fun. So two of us are going to be rereading, and two of us are going to be reading for the first time, so it's going to be a fun time. Uh, but before we jump into everything, Whitson, we have a community fantasy question, right? Yeah, shout out to Maya. Um, we actually got a question in the YouTube comments, and it's, what is your most controversial opinion about a sci-fi or fantasy story? Do you want me? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. go for it. Okay, so mine is I, I know some other people have talked about this before, but I've held it. I've held this true for so long, and it's if you call yourself a fantasy nerd or to say that you like fantasy and you've only read Harry Potter and you <laughs> only read Harry Potter and you go, oh, dude, I love fantasy. I'm on my eighth read of Harry Potter. Read something else. You you are not welcome in this community. Well, Read something now, else. You're, you're, you're speaking for a lot of people there. But. <laughs> you are not welcome in my community. If, if the only characters you know are Harry and Voldemort, then you don't know what fantasy is. All right, you're not going to be a wizard. You're not going to get a letter. Like I promise you, there's better literature out there. Uh, that's, that's sorry. I could I could talk about that all day because it just it pisses me off when people. Uh, it's my eighth read. Well, have you ever tried something else? No. What are you doing? Well, speaking of, let's go ahead and just roll right into mine then. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna get a lot of enemies for this. Oh, we might. Yeah, this might be a bad one. <laughs> so, don't get me wrong. At the time, it. I read Harry Potter. Uh, Harry Potter in like the sixth grade, I think. And like, don't get me wrong. Like at the time. The books were good, the movies were good, and, like, the concept's amazing, but, like, now that I'm older, like, looking back, like, the movies, I don't, I don't really, like, think the movies are that good. Like, they've got their good points, but, like, I don't think they're anything amazing, and even looking back at the books, like, I don't think they're near as good as I used to think they were. I don't think J.K. Rowling's that great of an author. You're not um, really giving it to Terrence Possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh... And I know that's probably gonna get a lot of hate, but I mean, it's just controversial. Hey man, to, to each their own. To each their own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the question was controversial. It is controversial. Yeah. We're supposed well, to make okay, people mad. So I'm going to offend even more people. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> my controversial opinion is that at least as a 14 year old, Lord of the Rings was really boring, and I DNF'd it. <laughs> oh, my heart. <laughs> I've read The Hobbit and enjoyed it. 
But Lord of the Rings, I, dude, I got like three quarters of the way. I think I had, had an appendectomy, so I was like stuck at home <laughs> with literally nothing to do, and I still could not get through all of the walking. <laughs> Even the, the pain meds book. couldn't help you out there. <laughs> and well, maybe the pain meds made me less tolerant of the boredom. I don't know, but oh. Halo 3 was a lot more fun. A, I mean, <laughs> you're 14. It makes sense. Yeah. So since we just lost half our viewers. <laughs> right. <laughs> to those of you who are still with us, uh, thank you. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Definitely might have made some enemies today, but, you know. Yeah. And uh, give us some more fun questions that'll get us uh, canceled by the fantasy, like, booktube people. Uh, yeah. Just drop those in our YouTube comments. Hey, and thanks, uh, thanks to Maya. Yeah, thank you yes. for the question again. We um, love uh, community engagement. So. Yes. Uh, so leave a comment, um, especially if you want your question to be answered on the podcast. Um, but with that, we can go ahead and jump into episode eight of The Tome Travelers. All right. Episode eight. So we read through, uh, we read up to part five. So we read through part four. And uh, so every other part, it seems like it bounces in between two different points in Gabriel's life. Uh at one point, we see him. He's he's 15, I believe, and he finds out he's a half vamp, and he's learning what that means, and uh, he's heading to uh, become a silver saint at San Michon, or however you say that. San Michon. And then, yeah, San Michon. And then uh, in the other part, he's like a jaded man in his early 30s, and he, he you can tell he's been through the ringer. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, he runs into uh, an old friend, and they go on a quest for the legendary Grail to save humanity, even though he absolutely does not believe in it, <laughs> or or God at all at this yeah. point. Yeah, or, at this or like point... he believes in his existence, but he's like, well, he's omniscient and all powerful, and he didn't stop any of the things that happened to me. So like, yeah. well, and I think that's such like I think that's the way the book's done is really cool because like at one point he's this like super faithful believer and. Uh, at the other point, he's just like fuck yeah, he's everything. Like lost fuck it. everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think I think it's also kind of cool that like um, you know Rafa is there as like this counterpoint where it's not just like completely shitting on religion without any like right. without without paying its dues. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like because like Rafa giving, is like... sitting right there as a counterpoint. Yeah, it's giving yeah. both of the strong like points of both sides of the argument, and it has right. them yeah. embodied as characters almost. Yeah, what what really goes into that is like at one, you know, Rafa does, has like this whole spiel defending the the religion, and then like an, a, another 30, 50, 40 pages, um, he uh because Gabriel asked him like, "Where's your god?" And then like another 30, 40 pages down the road, we see Dior doing his thing, and he's like, "You wanted to see my god? There he is." And it was kind of a it was that was kind of a really cool like, you know, what's Gabriel gonna say to that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it really made the whole like Grail section like it, it upped the stakes so much. Right, right. When you knew that they like they had the Grail, like Dior is right there, right. and they have to protect Dior. Right, right. We right. thought it. We were they, they were going to go on a quest to get it, and we find out the whole time like she's trying to get him to San Michon so they can defend Dior. Yeah, which honestly, I like. I don't know about you, you guys. Did not see that coming. First off, that Dior was Grail was the Grail, and also yeah. that Dior was a girl. Two things yeah. out of True. left field, which True. were revealed basically at the same time, pretty much. 
I mean, they, they there were a few chapters. In yeah, between. there were a few chapters, but I mean, this is such like a fast paced read, though, that it feels like it's everything is right next to. Yeah, each other. you're you're learning. Yeah. It. Well, that's what I really enjoy. Uh, the uh commentary and uh between uh Gabriel and Jean because I feel like it kind of breaks it up. Yeah. So like, so like you'll be in this fast paced action and then all of a sudden like Jean and Gabriel have like two pages of them bantering back and forth. Right. And then, or like you find something else out or there's like yeah. little, little things. Now um, I will say I really like, I do really like that aspect of the book. Like it's one of like the things that I like about the book, but I do not like how it is laid out in the book because in the book, there's like no indication other than a new paragraph, which happens the entire book that it's like the banter between the two. You know what I'm saying? Right. I right. wish there was like, you know, like a, a line bar or just some sort of spacing to separate that. Italics like, or anything. I, like I, I, yeah, yeah. Italics, just something to separate. Like, hey, this is the conversation between the two. Okay, now back to the story. Like, yes, it is uh, Gabriel just, you know, telling his story or whatever. Right. But the the interaction between the two, like, it pulls you out. And it takes a couple of sentences for me when I'm reading along because I'm using the tactile book to realize, oh, wait, I'm not in the story anymore. Like, this is what's happening. Like, I always get confused for, like, a couple sentences, and I'm like, oh, yeah. So that's I'll, my I'll, own, that's I'll, my I'll only gripe. That. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I, I, I think that um, I, I agree with you and I as far as needing something to break it up, and I don't agree with you just because, like you said, it is him telling the story. And yeah. so, like, not having a break makes sense because it's – he's saying everything that's happening so like if they start talking in the middle but like yeah. i do agree that i like you said i had to read a couple sentences and like notice for every now and then that we, we had split up yeah yeah there's like some some context clues that like you like because everything at literally everything in the book except for their interactions is in quotation. inside quotation marks. yeah and that was the only way I, I like started picking up on it a little bit faster but i, I some of those scenes I really like, but they're also the scenes that have struck me as the most like corny too. Like I, yeah. I've, I've loved how pulpy this book has been yeah. and like the, the vampire tropes and like every, I, I've really had fun with this book, but the parts where it's gone beyond like pulpy fun to like cringy are the scenes between John and Gabriel, a couple of them. Yeah. Not really? many. I, I kind of like some so of like, the So like, do you have an example? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with the thrall specifically, um, okay, th there were a couple things with the thrall where I was like, that doesn't feel super necessary, and it's just a little awkward to me. Yeah, I'll but... agree. The thrall is kind of weird. But well, I... so I think that shows how they get their devotion because, like, right. thralls are a big part of the story. If you read, like, at one, like when Danton and them are chasing him, he's got like, they're still they're not uh they're not vamps or even uh, uh what's it called like the wretched wretched they're not wretched they're they're still humans but they're just enthralled to the vamp and so like right. i agree like it doesn't have to necessarily it, it keeps getting sexual and i agree like that aspect probably well, and I doesn't think... need to be there but like i understand at the same time because that's part of why they're enthralled right yeah I, and i think that there's nothing wrong really with like a book that's trying to do like classic vampire to be like sexy i, th I think that's a that's kind of appropriate for the material right mm -hmm. but like i don't know just a couple of couple of the scenes have been like a little too much for i, I don't know maybe i'm being a prude but yeah. like 
Yeah, th- those have been the only times that this book has given me anything to do but like enjoy the ride, you know. Yeah, right. I'm kind of I'm kind of iffy on that one, but I do like the like talking about how sometimes it is kind of cringe the interaction between John and Gabri- or Gabriel. I do. I mean, you guys know me. I love his puns. Yeah. John makes yeah. so many puns during like the story, and they're little quips like that interrupt the story to kind of like bring you back in. And then, like, put you back in. I love the puns. They're one of the best parts of the book, but that's just me. Yeah. Well, I, I, I enjoy, like, I think it, it really shows both their personalities at this point. And so, like, like at one point, like, you can kind of tell it's towards the end. Um, John, when we find out Dior's a girl, actually, John gets excited. So, like, you can tell, like, he's an actual historian. Like, he wants this guy's story. Like, I'm sure there's... I'm sure there's a ulterior motive, but like he is actually invested in the story, which is I think is really cool. Um, and then I've noticed a couple times, like when the thrall leaves to go do stuff, you'll it'll say Gabriel was listening, like to ca- counting the stairs, how many stairs it took her. And so like I think like there there's little stuff in between in their banter that uh, we're supposed to pick up on. Okay. Do you have an example? But, like, is there anything specific? Well, like I just said, like like uh, um, or you're goes... you're saying like in the mo- like the current time where he's telling the story, yeah, like, in the present, in the present, right? And he's like, like he, it's like hinting that he's trying to like set himself up to escape somehow. Yeah, or... maybe, maybe or something. And then, like I said, it it shows us uh, like Jean's actually like in, in, enthralled with the story as much as I feel like we are, which I thought was cool. Yeah. But... Um. Let's see. As, as far as specifics go, do we want to start at Sam Meacham? Yeah, yeah, Sam, we'll start. Sam yeah, we can start early last. Sam, Sam Meacham. Sam Meacham. Dude, so Sam I Michon, had a yeah. friend. I had a friend who like speaks some French, and so I was like, "Please tell me how to pronounce this stuff." I have a podcast that I have to say it over and over again on. <laughs> so Sam Meacham. Sam Meacham. 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 We're gonna Michon. be. We'll still mess it up. I promise. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. for and, sure. And the the cost, the costa, the cost, or whatever, the cost. The cost. Is that like supposed to be Germanic instead of French? I, I, I don't have know. No idea. I don't know. I'm gonna butcher them. And uh, that's yeah, okay. we're gonna butcher them. Uh, but... <laughs> I think we. I think we've been over his early life in the first episode, right? Well, yeah. With his little okay, sisters. So, been, so like up to like eight or whatever, but like we 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 start uh, this next period where he's slowly getting more and more thirsty uh it talks about how he notices that girls are more attracted to him which we found out later is part of him being a, a pale blood which is what they call the half vamps right um and then we see the relationship with his father a little more um, yeah which is is brutal and it makes it, it makes it really understandable how he became such a hard ass right right but at the same time like i i really enjoyed so okay, we'll we'll talk about how he uh, finds out he's a vampire first. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that scene. No, so uh... I will say, I will Yikes. say. <laughs> so like he at first he knocks his dad over, or his his would be dad or whatever, um, fake dad, and we see the blood pooling up or whatever, and you think, oh, this is gonna be a normal like cliche way he finds out he's a vampire. He's gonna go over there and like taste the blood or whatever, and that didn't happen. And then we see the way he actually does, which is yeah. it's different, but like it's I think it was very maybe not 
completely original, but I think it was definitely a little bit more original than just like tasting. It was blood. not what I was expecting. It was not. Right. It definitely <laughs> set a tone. It set a tone. That's for but sure. I think it's also realistic. I mean, he's a horny oh, fifteen-year-old sure. boy. Like, yeah. how? Like, yeah. I mean, it, the first time you're gonna taste blood, like, I mean, it makes sense. Jeez, yeah. Yeah, so, but it was graphic. Yeah, it was very <laughs> graphic. Get... I was laughing, though. <laughs> uh, I just, I, honestly, I was laughing, so I can't, I can't be mad at it. Yeah. Well, like, at, like when the scene started, like I saw where it was going. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's yeah. not about to, is he? And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, so uh, <laughs> if you read the book, you know what happened. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Dude, I actually but, but, recorded my reaction to like reading that because I was messaging a friend on Snapchat and I I was reading along and I was like, I have to film my reaction to this. And so I, my jaw's just dropping as I'm going through this and reading it. It's so funny. Yeah. yeah. But so we see we see him uh, drink from, oh, I forgot her name. But the girl he's messing around with, he's messing around with her. He drinks from her. We see the village chasing him, um, trying to kill him. And then he runs to his parents, obviously, which I, I enjoyed the line. There's so many good lines in this book, but I, I enjoyed the line where it was like, uh, where do all uh, cubs go when they're scared or whatever? And or soldier, who do soldiers cry out for when they're uh, about to die? And uh, Jean's like, or they cry out mother or whatever. And yeah. then he gets there and then we see his uh, his fake dad. um pick up a sword to defend him so what did we think about that like even though like he's basically like brutalized this kid as whole like he obviously does still care for him yeah yeah i mean well that it just makes the the whole thing more nuanced and like feels more real you know than like yeah. the C cinderella like evil stepmother kind of right, right. kind of thing like it just feels more nuanced right yeah i i, I agree with that yeah it also yeah. like sets up you know this his quote-unquote dad or whatever to like not just be this weird drunk who like does nothing but like he's trying to be a protector of his family like even if he doesn't like right. his family you know obviously he's got issues but at the end yeah. of the day like he was still ready to swing he's... a sword to save him even yeah. though he because he knows what gabriel is right right and, and like he obviously has a problem with it which i mean makes sense if you're like I mean, can you imagine being in the olden times and you find out, hey, my not kid is a, uh, you know, vamp vampire, vampire yeah. that might yeah. kill us all it. one day. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> and, and it also mentioned multiple times, like, he doesn't beat on the the, the sister, sister or the mom. Yeah. It's just on Gabriel. So there's definitely some um, maybe not necessarily hatred, but there's definitely like some some uh, tension between him and, and Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. Why? I, I think it does a good job of justifying Gabriel's like authority problems. Yeah. Also, yeah. like that's a through line of the book where he just like, he thinks that it's like, it's his way or no way, or yeah. like he's, he's just going to do what he needs to do, whether, you know, that's the right thing or not. Yeah. But so, like, I think okay. his character is pretty consistent and like justified pretty well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, and uh, obviously later on he becomes more a uh, little more pessimistic maybe. Mm -hmm. But um, and I'm assuming we find out later why that is. And I've got some theories. Yeah, but, I've got some theories on that too. But let's go. Let's let's keep going here. Okay, so obviously, so the mom calls uh Sam and Sean 
to or writes a letter to Sam Sean to save him. Or Greyhand specifically, we it didn't really say. Right. Um, but I'm interested to know how the mother knew them. That's yeah, yeah. that's a question I hadn't really thought about. Like that I was feel one like of the she, first things that popped in my head. Was I like, feel like she, she should have had to know, especially like when she had um, Gabriel. You know, like she like she knew what he could be exactly, and so she, and so she needed well, to maybe, know. Maybe maybe the dad, maybe the dad wasn't like a you know a callous bastard and was like actually trying to stay in the picture or something. And told her where to go with Gabriel. Right. When shit happens, when shit goes down, he he needs help. This is where you go, right? Because obviously he's got a weird bloodline. Yeah. Well, so so like you were talking about how there's a lot of tropes in this, and there is, but I feel like there's a lot of originality in it too. Uh, I mean, yeah. There, I mean, there's a I mean, maybe deal. not like a lot. The Sanctus, like... the Sanctus is a really cool concept. Yeah. Like yeah, having to yeah. smoke the. Like making the the pale bloods all junkies is like yeah. a pretty cool twist. Yeah. Well, so so last episode I was saying that I I assumed that Fabian Voss would be his father, and I don't believe that at all now. Yeah. No. There's no way. Yeah. But I assumed we were gonna go with tropey things, and that that would happen. Right. So. Right. Um. But instead, like he has this bloodline of this. Fifth like, bloodline. Yeah. Yeah. This so there's fifth four, bloodline. There's four bloodlines when. Uh, yeah, let's talk about well, that. And yeah. five, apparently. Yeah, but like we haven't four, learned what the fifth one is yet. Right. But. The four is like one of them controls beasts, one of them controls emotions. What are the other ones? Uh, super iron strength skin and, and iron skin. And so, so the Voss, I guess, is the oldest ones because they've got uh, iron skin and they can uh, read thoughts. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. Well. yeah, yeah. Um. And yeah, so that so the the they're well, I think obviously all the high bloods can do pretty much all of them, right? Uh, it's just they're so, stronger in one area than another. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's just more of a strength so. in one area. I think well, I, so like it says that they all have like compulsion, but they said that the uh, oh here I've got the bloodlines written down. Let me find it real quick. Uh, okay, so the. Elon, I think is how you, how you say that. Elon, Elon, uh, they're the ones that man, man, manipulate emotions. And so, like, compulsion is like forcing others to do your will, but like the emotion manipulating is like. So we see, well, we see Aaron use it because he's of yeah. that bloodline. And so, like, the guy's starting to get mad because Greyhand is basically like assaulting his wife right in front of him almost. <laughs> and uh, Aaron's like, "Hey, you're not mad, man." You're not mad, and this guy's like, "Oh yeah, you're right." <laughs> and, or like, even even better, when we get back to Sam and Sean, and um, he uses it on Gabriel. Yeah, uses it on Gabriel. Aaron's yeah. your Aaron. Yeah. So like, I, I don't feel like that's compulsion. Uh, and then also like, I don't think that anyone else can read thoughts, but the Voss. The Iron Skin is only the Voss. The Super Strength, obviously, that like. They have like va vampires have strength, but like right. But the Devok are like crazy strong. Yeah, it says at one point it says they could they, he beat down like one of them beat down a castle or something. Yeah, and, like, then, and then you see like Khaled carrying two great swords, like they're nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then obviously the animals. Like I don't think anyone else can really fuck with animals except the uh, Chastains. So I don't I don't really feel like. Um, they have like little parts of it. I just feel like they have like normal vampire stuff, like compulsion and uh, 
like nor like normal super strength, right. and then each so, each bloodline has has a special so power. So for this fifth bloodline, which we don't really know much about, what do you guys have like any thoughts on like what that is like? What the well, they have sanguomancy apparently. Yeah. Right. Like they can do some kind of blood bending. Right. And so like at one point, um, John and him are talking, and he says something about. Gabriel insults Jean or something, and he's like, Jean says something back along the lines of, "You're gonna call me that when you, or you're gonna call me a carrion eater or something like that with your bloodline." And so, like, that was really interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, that kind of made me think that they like hunted other vampires or ate other vampires. Like Ooh, they they drank the blood really, of high bloods. I didn't yeah. think about that. That'd be a really cool twist. Yeah, like maybe they're somehow the progenitors of the Silver Saints, or well, it would it would make sense too with their power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what 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 would a vampire need with the power to to do that? Two you know vampires I mean? specifically, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, don't that's know. I mean, actually I'm really interesting. That's one of the big questions I have for the rest of the book that and I'm excited would, to see answered. It would make sense of why they are uh, extinct or said. Yeah, why they were hunted down by the other bloodlines. Yeah, yeah, that would actually, yeah. yeah. So that that would make a lot of sense. Do actually. you think there's any like secondary powers? Because I have I have a thought. I think like an, an like an enhanced like hearing or sight or whatever. Because like if you think back to uh, whenever Gabriel is like basically like apprenticing, and I think it's Khalid who goes like into the crypt, and he's like, "Do you hear that?" And like he hears his friend screaming, and the kid that he's with is like, "I don't hear anything. What are you talking about?" Yeah, yeah, that that could be like like uh, going along with the hunter thing, like more hunter instincts, like better yeah. sight, better hearing. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. And obviously, he can do other stuff with his blood too, because he tries to give uh, Dior that that file or that vial of blood and says, yeah. "If you have this, I can find where you are." Yeah, and and there's that the lady with the mask, the the high blood with the mask who's missing the mouth, and she has yeah. those blood blades. Yeah, right. I didn't think about that. So she could be of the same bloodline. She turns into a uh, moss, though. So I was thinking she was going to be of the, uh, uh, like Chastain. Chastain bloodline. Uh, yeah, I don't. Her name is Lyth. Leith. Lyth. Yeah, Le uh, Lyth. I think something like that. I don't. One of them. But yeah, when when it said that she was using blood blades, I thought. I thought surely she has to be of that bloodline, and and Gabriel's the only one that can stop him. Granted, he uses Ashbringer, or Ash Drinker. My bad, Ash <laughs> Ashbringer, Oathbringer, <laughs> Ash Drinker. He used granted he uses Ash Drinker, which is a magic so-called sword. I I don't really know how that works yet either. Also, another talking sword. <laughs> yes, another talking sword. But could it could it instead of just being something to do with Ashbringer, could have been something to do with his bloodline, like only other bloodlines can stop the blood or something like that i'm, I'm assuming it's just that it's ash drinker yeah. which we don't really know where it came from yet do we no ash drinker we don't know we... For sure. so we heard uh the bard say all these stories or whatever right but we don't know which one's true which right. i thought that 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 uh him saying that he uh fucked the fey queen until he got the sword yeah <laughs> that has to be a reference to name of well there was or, another well, one uh oh there was a reference i thought of to uh, lord of the rings too 
I'll find it in a minute. You'll, let me go through my notes. Y'all talk. Well, about if it's a reference to Lord about. of the Rings, Whitson might get upset. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So the biggest thing that's happened at San uh, Sam Michon so far, or the two things, uh, the first hunt where they wow. went to Skyfall, mm-hmm. and we see that uh, a uh, an ancient Voss was there. Yeah. And this kid basically turned the whole town, or or a huge chunk of the town. Um, we see that Gabriel has sanguimancy, which he doesn't know what it is yet. Uh, but that starts him on the path to like researching it. And right. they find out that he Greyhand and Khalid. They find out he's got that, and they're obviously scared of it. Yeah, but they decide not to kill him. Um, but he starts meeting Chloe and Astrid, Astrid and yeah. researching in fact, that's in the how, forbidden section. And, yeah, that's how he meets Astrid, like officially, because wow. yeah, obviously she did. Him. Yeah, she did his tattoos or whatever. Which there was yeah. a funny line in there about like how he just kept his eyes like straight ahead because blood was rushing to places he did not want <laughs> yeah. to rush yeah. to at that time. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, that was a funny one too. Uh, but so do we do we think that Aaron was the one that set the vampire free? I don't. I actually have a have a kind of a crazy theory about this one. All right, let's hear it. Okay, we'll take it. Um so we see okay, so obviously we see Aaron leaving the uh 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 the armory or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which I I I agree that the that's where the vampires were locked up. I think Aaron is learning to be a uh blacksmith i think that's why he gets along so well with the other blacksmith i think he's interested in that Hmm. now we then see because uh gabriel doesn't want to go back to um uh the barracks right off because he knows that aaron will see him and we see him run into um oh what's her name the uh the girl that ended up dying um alfie alfie I, Aifa, Aifa, Aifa. So Aifa. she's cry, she's crying, and she says, "I don't know if this is a blessing or a curse." And before that, we'd seen her along alone with Kaval, and they're acting suspicious. I think maybe Aifa or whatever was pregnant. Uh, I think. Oh, and you uh, think yes. Kava let the vampire out to? S- oh my gosh! Oh. Either that, either he did, or. Even though it says that Talon loved her like a basically like a daughter, Talon did it to stop the uh, I don't know the embarrassment. Oh, the well, the pale the pale blood having a kid. Yes, because that's like a big big thing. They have to swear uh, to like celibacy. Exactly. So, what if this bloodline is just like like what if Gabriel's bloodline is he's the son of a pale blood? Oh, like any son of a pale blood could yeah. use sanguimancy? Yeah. And that's how she, because the pale, because a half blood had him, but then he'd only be a quarter blood, which would make sense of why they would think he would be a frail blood. But I, that but would also make sense why gifts. he doesn't show any, like, signs of, like, that the others have, like, when he's thrown into the testing ring, like, command yeah. these wolves well, or whatever. But, I don't know. But it, it says, it talks about a fifth bloodline. Okay, right, I mean, that's true, true. Yeah. But it would be but, interesting if the children of Pale Bloods were the ones that had sanguimancy, and like that's how that whole clan was formed. I'm not totally like, discounting. Like if that. they had yeah. if they had genetic children, you know, biological yeah. children instead yeah. of making new vampires. Yeah, but okay. So my my only my only thing that goes against my theory that she was pregnant and all that um, is that I think it was specifically let out for Gabriel. 
So I'm wondering if they did, maybe it was a two for one and Gabriel like. Well, they could have just said, hey, you know, on your way to get your vengeance against that dude, could you, <laughs> could you kill that nun for yeah. me? Yeah. yeah. But, and also like it said she was in the church and like she, he could have got her leaving the church, but I'm almost feeling like she was brought or lured. Like, I feel like, I feel like there's definitely undertones. I feel like, she, I feel. I don't know. I feel like I'm reading in between the lines, yeah. but it, there's enough information for me to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a really interesting theory. I had not thought about that at all, but that, the, yeah, there's some stuff yeah. there that, that and, has legs. I I mean, when you and, say, when you think blessing or curse, like you're crying, you see a, you know, a woman crying thinking, is this a blessing or a curse? That first thing things pops in my head would be like, you know, pregnant. Yeah. So I like that theory. Yeah. And then side note on the sub theory that was created from that, was it would make sense then if Gabriel's mom knew where to send him to because yeah. his, his dad was a dad silver saint. Was a silver saint, yeah. Yeah. I'm not discounting yeah. that theory. I am not. Okay, well on the on the topic of pale blood children <laughs> um so what do we think happened to Astrid and Patience? Cause like it seems to me Okay, wait, that time out, time they're... out, time out. Before we go to, the, okay, let's finish, let's finish his early life, and then we'll go into that, because I've got, like, so many subsets that go off of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay, so, we'll come back what to el- okay. what, else, what, what, what else do we think about his, the early life? Uh, um, he gets um... attacked, he, kill, he kills three uh, vamps with nothing, one of them being yeah. a fucking uh, highborn or whatever, with nothing yeah, but sil- silver yeah. shoes and a shovel. So yeah. he's obviously a badass. <laughs> I really like. I really like how like he is going and teaching Chloe how to like sword fight, basically, or whatever. Yeah, and I like the I like, like their whole their whole group. Yeah, the whole dynamic between them is really interesting. And like at first, he's like, "But you can't fight your girl," and she's like, "What does that have to do with anything?" And he's like, "Hey, you're right." And then just starts teaching her, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I just like the dynamic of it. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then we see the the falling star. Yeah. Yeah, which which apparently marked Dior's birth. Yeah. Which the fact that he literally said earlier in the story that like this was more than the fifteen years ago or whatever, and then Chloe says that was yeah. just like so obvious after the fact, but in the moment you're just like, eh, well, whatever. Maybe he's bad at math. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you just um, don't think about it at all, but then you get to it and you're like, holy shit, that was staring me in the face the whole time. Uh. Oh, uh, the Aegis. That, what do you think about their armor? I think it's fucking badass. I, I think it's awesome, but then it's so weird to me that Gabriel gave up his faith if if the armor worked for him that well for so long. Well, okay, but like... He he obviously still good without it, but obviously when they talk about him in the stories, they talk about how he his armor was the the best one. Like he shone brighter than any. Like they said he lit yeah, up the sky. Yeah, because his his faith was absolute. It's the same thing as Rafa, right? Yeah. When he says that like Rafa could have cast the wheel away and Dantem would have exploded into pieces. Like yeah. that's yeah. It's it's crazy to like. I'm hoping that that gets like really well justified, and it's not just like this guy is jaded. Right. Well, I mean, I think I think me and you both have the same theory of why. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, but I agree. I don't think 
I mean, to lose your faith, something big like that has to happen. But yeah. just just off the the armor in general, I think it's a fucking awesome concept. Like they're tattooed with silver, and the fucking holy power shines through, and they got like these trench coats with tricorn. Like I love their whole look. <laughs> like like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really it's, digging it's really the cool. edginess. Yeah. Um, what do we think that holy power is? Do we think it's actually like tied to God or faith or? I mean, I think it ha- it kind of has to be. Like, yeah. especially with the scene with, with Rafa, Rafa and Danton. Like, I think that pretty well, like, hammers at home that it's, like, you know, the the religion is, like, very much part of the, like, yeah. magic system of the world. Yeah. Well, not yeah. necessarily religion, though, but mo- more so the faith. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was fixing to say, or well, later say... on, I was going to bring up Sayoris or however you pronounce her name. Yeah. Um, she has a different faith, like a pagan faith that apparently is also like also works against the vampires. Yeah. To an extent, not yeah. to and a lesser I... extent, which and maybe I feel like that's... it kind of goes with the religion trope. Vampire. Yeah, where like their their pantheon is like weaker because their religion has isn't as widespread or something. Like there's it's like multiple gods uh, yeah. kind of situation. Yeah. Um. Okay. What about the uh, red rot? We see the red rot towards the beginning. The red right. Where the ritualistic suicide. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That Walk, was walking wild. Off the bridge. Yeah. yeah. And what a freaking way to like. like introduce gabriel to like the you know the this yeah, is the gonna whole, be you yeah world. yeah if you do everything correctly one of these days we're gonna slit your throat and push you off the edge oh, of a cliff yeah, <laughs> yeah. like huh? only when you're ready though only when your thirst is too much and i'm so like i'm assuming like the sanctus like keeps it off but like obviously they still need blood right yeah yeah i also and- like how like gabriel's like He's not got like the main character. Like I'm automatically good at everything. It talks about how hard he has to work at shit, and like he talks about how for like we're talking about Sanctus to remember the fucking uh <laughs> to remember the recipe. He I think what for like five days straight. He like every time he fucks it up, he like pulls his pubes out <laughs> or something yeah. to remind himself. Yeah, that's what he said. He said that he was yanking his pubes out. <laughs> I mean, if you if you needed a way to remember something, I'm sure that would um <laughs> make you want so. to remember. Well, it. <laughs> I mean, apparently they're all into flagellation. Like they they beat the shit out of themselves every well, night Greyhand, at prayer. Sure. Apparently, hand is. Yeah. Well, but it seems to be like a common thing, right? Because didn't his mom do that? I think I think uh, he said that his mom flagellated herself in prayer. I don't remember. I could be making that up. I could be wrong about that, but I I think he said that. Yeah. Also talking about uh, since we brought up Greyhand, what do y'all think about him? I mean, I think he's cool. I don't know how like deeply involved in the plot he is. Like, may I think if he does have a connection to Gabriel's mother, then like maybe he's more on the up and up than I think he is, and like he is a big part of the plot. But so far, he hasn't. He's just been like the. The wise mentor, kind of. Wise mentor that stabs his students through the guts? Yeah, wise mentor slash cruel master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Talon, uh, Talon, too. Like, Talon is, like, big-time cruel master. Yeah, yeah. Slash wise mentor at the same time. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Khaled? I'd love to see Khaled in a fight. That'd be cool. Yeah. If we could get that in the next couple chapters, that'd be dope. 
Yeah, I figure he's gonna be a because we're going back. I think we're going back to San Michon after where we pick I, up. Yeah, right? I would assume. Yeah. Well, okay, so we're, when we pick back up, we'll we'll go back to when he's 15 and they're going on their quest. And it says it was their final quest altogether, or their final hunt altogether. And they're going after an ancient Voss. And so I'm assuming I'm assuming Greyhand dies, but, but we could see because Greyhand, Talon, um, Aaron, and Gabriel are all going. And yeah. I'm also assuming that this is where the the blood feud, the family blood feud starts between him and the Vosses. Because him yeah. and Danton said multiple times, like, this has been going on for a long time, and, and Gabriel keeps bringing up Danton's sister. And if we remember, it talked about a woman being the one that was in Skyfall. So. Yeah. That's so. true. Yeah, I'm so. excited to read about, about that. Uh... What else do we have working on the San Nation uh, side? I think we're about at uh, his the 30-year-old part of him. Um, Is there anything we're missing? We went over to Cost and the, the Vampire, Astrid oh, and Chloe. So on their first hunt, one thing that I noticed, um, and I've noticed it was Jean too, is the vamps still have human qualities. Um, so like the man and the woman that are in the tomb... Um, the man mentions God and like 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 faithfully mentions God, even though he's a vampire. And Greyhand likes just not having it, but but he's like, how dare you mention God? But um, do we think like the vamps could still be good people? I mean, potentially. Like I it's it's, possible, it's easy for like, me. Yeah, <laughs> it's easy for me to believe, especially with all the. Like the the foreword about religion, um, or it's not really a foreword; it's like a poem, right at the beginning of the. Where's it at? Uh, well, no, I guess there's more of a a foreword. But the "Ask me not if God exists, but why he's such a prick." Like yeah. after that that whole thing, it's easy for me to believe that the Silver Saints could be tyrannical. Like that would that would fit the kind of broader theming of the book yeah okay well well that's a good that's a good way to go to into his later life because we learned that at some point he he was kicked out i'm assuming they catch him and astrid together because that's yeah. what it makes it seem like but he was kicked out of the silver saints and uh basically like not really branded a traitor but i mean they're sent into exile exile yeah they're sent into exile and then um we see him like it opens up and he's like heading north again for some reason. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's we living in the south. Right. We don't know the difference or, or, you know, what's happened in between there. But he tells Chloe that he that Astrid is his wife and like still yeah. alive. Makes it seem like he insinuates still alive. I that agree. she's still alive. Yeah. It could be he's one of those. He's portraying that they're alive and he, he like doesn't correct anybody when he says, hey, you can go be with your wife and stuff. But like, yeah. okay. Or so what if wait, 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 what if he's got like the effects are starting to like get to him or whatever, and he's starting to go a little crazy, and like oh, so he doesn't want to be around them. Exactly. He's afraid well, he would hurt well, them. Well, that number one, or they're already dead, and he's going crazy, and he thinks that they're still alive. And like, for instance, like if he was still at Saint Michon, or not Saint Michon, um, oh yeah, no, 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 if he was at the monastery or whatever. Then they'd be like, "Hey, it's the time for the the red ritual or whatever it is." 
like so he's starting to get crazy yeah but well i, I mean the other the, the guy that he saw that walked off the bridge did the red right the first time was like in his 50s or 60s well, yeah but it 70s. could be a thing to or do with 70s, his bloodline yeah. it could be a thing to do with his bloodline True. i mean they don't get yeah, to live as long. my 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 deal with that though is like I, like me and whitson were talking about i feel like i don't feel like just getting kicked out of the silver saints would would kill a faith that strong yeah i feel like your wife and daughter that you love more than anything getting brutally murdered by a vampire you know <laughs> might might stop the faith a little bit and i think that's why danton like danton makes so many comments like at one point when he he sees chloe he's like oh you've got a new nun i wonder how she tastes and like yeah and, and what else was it um he keeps seeing this wraith or i don't know what she is she's the one well, he's she, seeing astrid Right. As a as a vampire in his dreams, yeah. But it's almost it's not it's not just like a vampire though. It's like she's almost like a ghostly vampire. The way it portrays it to me, anyways. Well, the way I, the way I read it was just that she was a vampire, vampire, and yeah. she was asking to be let in. Right, but I feel like she's not actually there. And, and, and no, I don't think she's actually there. No. He's drunk and high every time he sees her. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, no, no. He, least... It's always when he's like when he's passed out drunk yeah it's happened twice i think right yeah yeah it's happened twice and both times he's been drunk off his ass right um i don't know i feel like i feel like though that it would make sense for them to be dead because of the faith thing and then we also we know danton's a hunter and uh how his father always sends him after people and he thought that um well he thought that uh Gabriel was dead, so I'm wondering if he hunted them all down, killed the wife, the daughter, thought he killed Gabriel. But like Gabriel says multiple times, pale bloods are hard to kill. Um, I don't know. I I, I think I think there's definitely, uh, I think there's definitely something there as far as I don't think they're I don't think they're well. I don't think they're safe. Yeah. At least yeah. not the wife. I I don't think Astrid's alive. Now patience. Well, I think that they could, that she could actually be a vampire. Like, maybe she got yeah. turned. Yeah. That possibility. Yeah. So, okay, so I'll, I'll say this. Um, didn't it say, which I don't think Astrid, or yeah, I don't think Astrid is the vampire, but didn't it say that the, um, uh, uh, this order of vamps that controls animals? The Chastain. The Chastains. Didn't it say, like, the leaders of the Chastains were twins? And then now it's an empress? Huh. If it if it did, I don't remember it. Or it said, yeah. it might have just said twin wolves. But I, I, I thought that, I thought that's what it said. So when he's taking his trial and he's learning about the families, I thought it said something about twins running the Chastains, and then now it's an empress. I could be completely wrong about that, but... But... Yeah, so do we have any more theories about it, maybe? Um, no, the only thing that I can think is that maybe they're still alive, but as vampires. Yeah. Uh, either that, or they dead-dead. Yeah. I I'm leaning more towards dead-dead, but... I'm I could see both, kind of a honestly. What do you think about the, the daughter's name? 
He said, patience. like, before we learned it, though, he, like, he would say patience all the time. Like, he would, and, like, I feel like, I feel like maybe there was, like, some double meaning sometimes, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm looking back through the book right now, because there was one section that literally ended with, patience. uh, yeah, it ended with him telling Jean patience. Yeah. And I, I was, I, I took it as a double meaning, but it's been, uh, well, several days and I've kind of forgotten. A... There's a couple. Uh, there's a couple sentences he ends with John saying patience, but there's one that I think I know what you're talking about. I don't remember what it said, but it was definitely I feel like a double meaning. And like he keeps looking at his fingers and stuff, and yeah, yeah. So I and I thought that was a good kind of a not really a twist, but a good like tie together that was thrown in like towards the end of the the section we read, because it it brought up patience a lot. Yeah. I also don't think. Uh, <laughs> okay, so they're after the. Or okay, so uh, he shows up in the tavern or whatever, or he runs into in Inquisition first, which I yeah. think I think's completely. I almost feel like the Inquisition is vampire run because, like, it, don't get me wrong, zealots are always going to be zealots, but like, you you've got this huge problem of vampires and we're killing other humans because you know i i don't know i feel like there's some there's something sketchy gotta be going on yeah the fact that they soiled the the hollowed ground by killing so many innocent people yeah is just insane yeah and something so i noticed something else about like the when it's talking about the empress not the not the Chastain Empress, but the one that married the Emperor. It mm-hmm. talks about how she keeps getting her way. Yeah. They open the grain silos. They she's funding the Silver Saints. It says like two other things that she gets her way with that the Emperor normally wouldn't do. Do I almost think she might be a vampire too? Yeah, that makes sense. She was emotional. Maybe using compulsion. Yeah. But then why would she fund the Silver Saints unless Fifth Bloodline? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just popped in my head. Just popped in my head. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Because I was fixing it. I, I had a couple counter arguments, but no, I think if, if she's the same bloodline as Gabriel, then it would make a lot of sense. Yeah. But OK, so they he gets to the tavern and he just happens to run into his old pal, Chloe. Right. Right. And then she's talking about how they're going to go look for this grail. Uh, he doesn't believe in it. And then we see him wake up drunk, fight Danton, beat Danton's ass. <laughs> <laughs> but granted, it was during the daylight. So obviously some daylight still kind of comes through because they're still weaker during the day. The vamps are, which I thought was interesting because it makes it kind of seem like there's never any sun. So maybe it's just like maybe just a like a little bit of uv gets through or something i don't know yeah but then he chases them down runs into uh leoth that's where we meet life or whatever her name is leaf for the first time we see her turn into a bunch of moths which again makes me think chastain but like maybe not I don't know. I just feel like she, like the sanguimancy thing. I, I don't know how that could be related to shape shifting, but I mean, she's clearly using sanguimancy. Yeah. But I mean, I don't. Who knows? Maybe she's just old as fuck. Yeah. 
like precedes also, the five bloodlines splitting apart or something. Yeah. Also, like I noticed that. So like when when Gabriel start first starts using the Sanctus or whatever, he talks about how they're only allowed a little bit before after prayers every night. But like now we see like he's craving it. Like he's obviously been smoking he's a junkie, it. A yeah. Yeah, he's a junkie. He's obviously like been smoking it way more. Yeah, he's and he's doing it like several times a day. Yeah, which that makes me also think like his family's dead because he's drinking more. Like he obviously wants to forget. And he mentions multiple times in the book like he can't forget. And at one point even says he's tried to take his life multiple times, but the wounds just heal. Yeah, yeah, and that was pretty close to where we left off. That was a pretty pretty yeah, powerful like, moment. Yeah, that was right there towards the the end of. Uh, that, that's pretty close to where he tells John that if he's not scared, then he doesn't know that much about him after all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is Which, a really cool scene. Right, I think it, so like, I think, and that makes me, that's another, uh, like I was bringing up earlier when he's counting the steps, that makes me think even more like he's thinking of escape because, like, he's obviously like, hey, I could, I could fuck you up, but like, I'm telling you my story. <laughs> But if that's the case, if he could leave or kill him or do whatever he wanted, why do we think he's telling the story just for the just for the Sanctus? Oh man! Well, it sounds like number one, like he needs the Sanctus to like get some strength built up. So yeah, it's it's like he can't do it without the Sanctus anyways. And then and so like... and talking about that kind of foreshadowing earlier, where he was counting the steps of the thrall, like maybe he's telling the story to. So that way he keeps getting enough Sanctus, gets strong enough, and is going to, you know, escape or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I kind of also think that he's he's fronting a little bit where, like, maybe he could take Sean, but not the other vampires that would likely, you know, come if, well, if he did start something. Well, we see that John's not as old as we thought he was. Or as, as old as I, I assumed he was really old, but, like, he's, no, he's talking like... to... Uh, John like really about yeah. yeah he's talking about to John about how he can guess a vamp's age and uh, says John's probably not much older than he is maybe 40 something 50 yeah well doesn't John say you know whatever you know, whatever helps you sleep at night or some shit like that like kind of just brushes it off no when he he does that when he says uh, uh, they locked you in here with me or whatever or I'm dangerous. Oh. Yeah, that's when he says that. He does kind of brush it off. But like if that if it was obvious or if it wasn't true, why would you just brush it off? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'd I guess like, so. I'd be like, "Nah, you're wrong. Like I'm obviously older." But he could just be smart and be just like keep keep his keep his cards closed. But he does mention so like do we think the Chastains are actually after the Grail? Like, is that why we think he's doing this? I mean, it would make the most sense. Yeah. Well, we find out that she's the Empress, the Chastain Empress, is trying to, like, take control of the other families, basically, and stop them from making so many wretched because they're worried about the uh, humans running out and then running right, the out of blood. Right, the food supply. Yeah, the food supply. So they're trying to actually kind of create order. And I guess the wretches are all running wild, which makes sense when you got a bunch of like brainless vamps running around. They're stronger than everybody. Of course, shit's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean they're basically zombies. Yeah. Which I thought that was kind of a cool twist too. That they they really can't choose who they turn. 
Yeah. Like wow. they they just kill some they kill somebody and it's like you know fifty fifty or some shit. Yeah. Well, like and, and whether or not so it's fifty 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 whether you turn and whether or not you're a high blood or a fucking mindless drone is like when you come back. So like yeah. if you yeah. come back right away, you're a high blood. But if you wait a couple of days and your brain's melted, some you're, you're done. I thought that was really interesting, and makes complete sense really. Yeah, that's one of yeah. the cooler twists that it's done with the, like the classic vampire tropes. Yeah, uh, Ashbringer is is probably the other thing that I'm like the most interested to see, like yeah, I mean, explored more. Explained, yeah, yeah. where he found where he found him and yeah, or Ash Drinker. I think Ash, I said Ashbringer too. Yeah, Ash Drinker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm interested with that. I'm interested. So like, also Astrid. We didn't talk about how she's the bastard daughter of the emperor. Right. Yeah. I mean that's so the, one pretty early on reveal that like during Gabriel's childhood when he's like, Oh, you know. Yeah. But go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, like, I was wondering why when they get kicked out of um uh Sam and Sean, why she didn't just go to her father, but then at the same time it talks about how like he doesn't want his bastard around, so I guess that kind of makes well, sense. Well, it's not or oh yeah, you're right, sorry. Never mind. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I feel like that's an interesting twist, too, because, like, so uh, it would be actually be really interesting if, if the Empress was the bloodline, too, because then, like, so you've got Astrid, who's the imp got the Emperor's bloodline, and then you've got uh, Gabriel, who's got, like, this, you know. This fifth bloodline, yeah. Fifth bloodline, and then Patience is a mixture of them. Huh. Yeah. I mean, that would make Patience really dangerous. So yeah. uh, you would think, which would put a yeah. target on their back for assassination. Yeah. Do you guys think Chloe survived? I don't know. I feel like uh, I don't feel like she did because Gabriel even says like, if I'd been a normal human, I wouldn't have survived this. That's almost why I think that she might have survived. Yeah, and you're well, saying you think I feel she's like not a just... normal human. Well, no, I think that it just is setting it up for a big twist, right? But also at the same time, I could see it being like, hey, this is the moment in the story where Chloe dies and Gabriel realizes, like, you know, it's like the, yeah, the it's death like that had to, to happen. Him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah down well, to him well, to protect Dior now. When she drops, she said, he's the only thing that matters. Yeah. And then, and then she drops. And so, like, can, you know, can you imagine, like, when you're, and he even mentions it's one of her, his only friends left in the world. If not his only one, because we see him lose justice right off the bat, and we don't know where his where his family is. Yeah. Like, and she said, "Hey, this is the only thing that matters." And then it's just like, "Well, fuck," you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the scene with justice—that was heartbreaking. Oh yeah. yeah. Don't don't, about... don't be killing animals, man. Well, it's not <laughs> just that. It, it talks about how many times justice has saved his life, and we see we see it what two or three times. Just in just in the part we've read that justice has saved his life. Yeah. And yep. then and then literally That's like, how he meets his right. end. And it was so early in the book too. And it's from a rabbit hole. It was it all began with a rabbit hole, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then he shoots the Inquisitor in the back of the head and <laughs> jumps on her horse. Yeah, which I thought was fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, sees all, see these church folk have all the has all these wretches cha chasing him. He shoots her, jumps on the horse, and says, "Hope y'all, oh, good luck." <laughs> but then we have see them, we see them make it and not really be any worse for wear, which I thought yeah. was surprising. 
I mean, apparently the Inquisitors are badasses, but it, it doesn't really... Like, I, I think your idea that maybe the Inquisitors are, like, vampire run, it, yeah. like, has some has some legs, because they if they're just normal humans, like... Yeah. Well, are they just psychopaths? And, like, I, I guess they could have, like, the, the, the Aegis, kind of? Like, the same thing that Rafa had going on with the wheel? Like, if they're zealots and they're, like, true yeah. believers, then... Yeah, that would make sense. But also, if, silver up. if they're vampires and they have a high blood, they can control the wretched. So that would make sense a lot. They, you know. But yeah, I mean, I think the equal equal possibilities there because yeah. they they did some dark shit at, the, yeah. at San San Guillaume or yeah. well, and Leith Leith talks about how she kept the Inquisitors off their back after that though, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, which and they can. She, I guess they can track vampires somehow. Yeah, that I mean that would make sense. That would like be the only thing, really thing that that, or they could track them because they run into them multiple times. So maybe they can track Dior or something. Yeah, maybe there's some yeah. other kind of magic system at play besides like the vampire like blood magic. Yeah, well, it talks about Fay and. All the, there's Faye yeah. and all, oh, all and well, and Sarah has yeah. the the magical the axe yeah. and like the bond yeah. with the cat. I was gonna ca ca call it like Celtic magic because that's what the tattoos kind of reminded me of. But yeah, yeah. But um, it's Leia, Lath, however you say Lath, I'm gonna call her Lath. Um, she says something else too. She looks at Gabriel and says, "We thought you were dead." So I'm wondering what her deal is. I wonder if she's got like a group she works for. Or something. Yeah, or maybe she's Legion. Uh, yeah, we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Do we have anything for this part of the book? Anything else? Oh, uh, something else. Gabriel said he made a promise to never drink blood again when. Uh, um. Oh, that's when. That's when we we see the uh, the patients. The uh, double meaning of patience. Oh yeah, he yeah, said. Yeah. He says, "I made a promise to never drink blood again." And Jean asked who, and he said, "Patience." But like, okay. yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe he accidentally yeah. killed Astrid and his daughter. Oh, that would be fucking brutal. brutal. That would be brutal. Oh, and that would that would be a way to lose your faith real quick. Oh and yeah, want to kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that would yep. explain some things. Yeah, but then I'm wondering how Danton's involved because he's he's got a reason for hating Danton so much. And Danton well, maybe they were on the run from Danton and he couldn't get any Sanctus and went you know went blood crazy. That's true. That could be it. Oh, that'd be wild. Man. Well, I like am stoked to get back into it. Yeah, or yeah. is it like a Twilight thing where like? You know, while they're doing the deed, his bloodthirst just goes crazy, and he just, you know, can't help himself. Yeah. Oh, so know. the 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 Lord of the Rings, uh, or the scene that kind of like gave me Lord of the Rings vibes was when uh they're all talking about uh where to go, and uh they're bringing up different things, and they bring up the brewery place, and Chloe's like, um, no. Uh, we're going to San Michon. We're going this way, 
and almost has like a, a hesitant look in her eye. It reminds me of when Gandalf not wanting the group to go into Moria and he gives Frodo the choice. But oh, in this yeah. case, she gives it to Dior. And yeah. it ends up working out almost the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Except instead of just losing one person, spoilers for uh, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> we lose almost the entire fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm excited to keep going with this. Like, uh, Dylan and I were talking before we started recording about how, like, there's still a good chunk of, like, the book left to read, but we feel like it's going to just go by so fast because of how fast-paced this book is. Yeah, the whole thing has gone by fast so far. Yeah. And, and there's supposed to be two more books, which I'm, like, super interested in because I feel, I feel like at the end of this book, we're going to be... Okay, so the next chapter is going to be when he's 15 again. We're going to figure out how that hunt goes and what boss he kills. Yeah, that's part, that'll be part five. Yeah, and then part six, I figure, is we'll get to San Michon and something might happen there. Maybe we'll find more out about the grill. But I don't, I don't feel like we're going to see him. So we know he, we know he kills uh, the, the Forever King. Yeah, the Forever King. Yeah, I don't yeah, feel like that'll be I in this book. Yeah, I don't imagine that that would be in this book. I feel like he probably has a final a final stand against Danton at San Michon, and that's probably how this book wraps. Yeah, that would be that'd be really cool too. Danton's like the villain the villain of this book. We never really talked about his his deal either, though. His uh, what he hunted all the rounded up all the uh under, the virgin girls in yeah. that town and then like hunted them over a let them long loose. period yeah and then let and, one yeah. live to tell the tale yeah and his yeah, whole family a, did some wild shit like that. the woman they said that she filled the fountain with baby's blood i was like holy fuck yeah dude's dude's kind of wacko but like I, I i'm excited too i really think it's gonna go quick yeah, yeah. i mean it hasn't had a slow moment yet really yeah, yeah. I, I mean it's just constant back to back so that and so like like we said the next part's going to be like basically them on a hunt for an ancient boss i feel like that's going to be really action-packed and then like if you said if the next part's him like fighting danton that's going to be even crazier i'm sure yeah and those are just our yeah. theories on like what part six is yeah i haven't read ahead of any but i I, yeah. I have to imagine i think we have two or three of the books left i think we only have two i think we have five and six left so, yeah five so yeah six. i think yeah. i think we and an up... epilogue. Maybe yeah, the epilogue. I have to escape. imagine it's the the hunt for Danton's sister and then the final stand against Danton in San yeah. Mission. Do yeah. we in, think that um, like her, or you know this the second era. Yeah. Do we think that San Mission is going to be do we think it's going to be still up and running like it was when he was 50 or when he was younger or do we think some crazy shit's going to happen to it like it happened to the Inquisition? Well, I mean, he's the last of the Silver Saints, it says. Oh, yeah. So I'm assuming there's Something some kind crazy's of crazy's happened. Yeah, extinction yep. event. I mean, I don't Good know. I don't point. know. If San Michon is like the the last home, last bastion of the the only home of the Silver Saints. I, it says, I think seems... it says. Yeah, I think it says they had multiple chapels or something. Because uh, Astrid's mom got sent to a different one. But it, that could just be another nunnery. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like with Rafa being at the, the the brewery. Yep. Either way, I'm excited. 
Yeah. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Uh, if that's uh, if that's all that we've got to talk about. Um, thanks everyone for uh, tuning in. Uh, make sure you know you share, uh, like, subscribe, or follow on your preferred platform. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Um, make sure you leave a YouTube comment with your thoughts below. Keep it spoiler free up to the point that we've discussed in the book. So that way, you know, people can, uh, be in the comments and, and interact with us. Um, leave a comment for a fantasy question. We always love answering your guys's questions on the podcast and it helps us not have to come up with them on our own. Yep. Or Shout out to comment. Maya. Shout out to Maya again. Yeah, Thank you, Maya again. So yeah. Or any other comment we, uh, any feedback or anything it doesn't just have to be questions yeah especially if you think our theories are, are stupid or yeah. uh, you want to you want to argue about characters or you know yeah. any, any anything like that we would have fun with that. yeah or defend harry potter i mean yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just tell rip me into I'm a our poser because i haven't read yeah. lord of the rings <laughs> oh man uh but again thank you all for listening and uh we will see you next time on the tome travelers yep R.I.P. Phoebe. <laughs> That's how we're ending the episode. <laughs> R.I.P. Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>